Well, kia ora koutou. Welcome to Circuit Cast, news and views on moving image and art from Aotearoa and beyond. And today we're in Wellington at Toy Pornaki Gallery. We're talking to visiting resident British Chinese artist Josette Chang, who's here as part of the Wellington Asia Residency Exchange Program. Kia ora to you, Josette. Kia ora. Your exhibition is about to open as we talk Coastline Paradox, yeah? Yeah. This work that we're looking at, which is really, really fascinating, is sort of a result of your research since you've arrived here in Wellington? Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been doing projects about coastlines and specifically in Hong Kong, my hometown, Sai Kong, it's a fishing village, and I proposed to do a project about the coastline here. Where did that interest derive from? Because I know we, we saw a work of yours earlier in the year at the Circus Symposium that came from Hong Kong, from Sai Kong. Maybe you could speak to that. I wanted to make work about spatial relationships. I'm still trying to figure out what a coastline is, even though it is maybe in a way quite an easy thing to grasp in other ways as an artist it's quite a difficult thing to grasp because it means so much you know New Zealand it's such a dominant part of its identity well the obvious thing is it's constantly changing isn't it I mean that's what we're looking at I mean we're constantly thinking about climate change but we're also talking about something that has changed with reclamation in the case of your home village and also here in Wellington where we are now yeah I guess I started thinking about coastlines more because uh, I was thinking of just scale and the coastline is being this changing element in terms of scale, depending on how, how you look at a coastline, okay. either from far away or standing right on the edge of it. And, you know, we try to control our use of the coastline and our kind of existence on, a, on an island or yes. islands. I guess land reclamation is like an attempt to continue to make our mark and have control and grow economies. This work, Coastline Paradox, is is a little bit different, isn't it? You've actually got a specific site which is a scientific reserve. Can you tell us a little bit about the site you've chosen? Yeah, it's called Tirukurai Head and it's located 20 kilometres south of Wanui Mata, so the South Wellington coast. You can get to it by car, 45 minutes drive, or you can get a ferry across from Wellington to Eastbourne and then it's maybe two, three hour bike ride. I kind of knew straight away when I learned about this place that I wanted to go there and film it. It's a weird kind of site because it's, as a scientific reserve, it's only been a scientific reserve for 40 years, since the 70s. Why is it there? So, so well, let's talk about that a little yeah. bit because it's a scientific reserve, as I understand, yeah. because of its actual geological features, because of what it shows, are actually sort of five, essentially five beaches in a way, five layers. Is yeah, right? yeah. It's a sequence of raised beaches and each one was lifted by an earthquake. I guess I was thinking about issues of neutrality and like, is this a neutral space? Or I was like, oh, it must be really crazy out there. I was imagining before I went there, it's like this sci-fi terrain or something. (laughs) What do you mean a neutral space? It's Um, not really inhabited. It's pretty far away from any human habitation. Yeah, I I say neutral in a, you know, kind of, it's a question whether it's a neutral space or not, obviously. But um, when you go there, it is otherworldly. And it's so quiet, and it's actually quite difficult to traverse because of these beach ridges. The boulders are like three meters high, and you kind of have to <laughs> yes. like watch your step. Otherwise, your I, I kind of twisted my ankle when I was up there. <laughs> I knew that I wanted to try and capture this long geological 
expanse of time. We're talking back to the earthquakes that caused the uplift, so yeah. So, and those have happened. The last one was in the 1850s, maybe, and but they go back thousands of years, don't they? Yeah, exactly. You know, I kind of have like a kind of interest in science, and I work in a lot of kind of mathematical and scientific kind of understandings into my practice. It was a way to also kind of research the site and maybe learn a little bit about geology, which I had no previous education on. And so it's fun because, you know, I'm learning new things and I don't really know much about radiocarbon dating. That's the essential strategy for measuring the ages of these beach ridges. And what interests me about this kind of measuring, it's not accurate. It's however much you can put in data and take samples and do all sorts of tests, you still have a quite a kind of broad range of dates. Right. So then that kind of ties in this whole idea of like coastline paradox. It depends on how you measure it. We're looking in the gallery and there's a range of objects installationally, but there's also the moving image work as well. Mm. Where have you gone to in terms of measurements? I initially had this idea that I'd come here and I'd try and measure Wellington's coastline. Ah, <laughs> like the whole coastline. That was the idea when yeah. you, you arrived. That was what I proposed. And then I right. came I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to extrapolate on that idea of measuring and the kind of indeterminacy of measuring and the, the concept of the coastline as a changing element. I just started with, okay, this gallery that I'm going to be exhibiting in. The architecture of the galleries is cool because, you know, it's, the building is supported by these pillars that are four metres apart. And so it kind of creates like a modular form, the shape of the gallery, and I wanted to respond to that. So I filmed these raised beach ridges to scale right. with the gallery, and I just thought... It'd be great if I could make it a one-to-one experience for people. So the screen we're looking at at the moment, which is probably, I guess, the central moving image work of those raised beaches, extends all the way to, from one pillar to another. Exactly. I think when you look at the image, it does. it is like how I felt it, and standing there, and like the perspective I had of those beach ridges. Yeah. But when you go there, it's kind of crazy because it's very... I didn't know how obvious it would be to see these beach ridges. When I first got there, I was like, I don't know if I'm on one or not. But spending about an hour or two, then you start to understand the space. And again, it's like a different negotiation scale. So there's a scale of the gallery, but then there's a scale of Mm. this landscape. There's a very strong and long Māori history with sites like these, and there are kind of references to that. I was just looking as we Mm. came in here, there's a a silver tray here Mm. with an engraving about Captain Cook and a sort of a, a almost jigsaw-like cut-up of the actual of a photograph of the actual site. But could you explain why that's there for you? This is like the like kind of way of visualising the kind of tenuousness of Louisiana's <laughs> history and like yes. this tray is so bizarre because it's it's memorabilia of Captain James Cook's memorial in Gisborne in New Zealand. So I guess when you go to the memorial, I guess you can buy this tray there. Or <laughs> I don't know, I but it's also got a, it's got a cool fi-fi design. And it's got cool fi-fi pattern yeah. embossed on the edges. 
I've been learning about the history and reading about history here, and like, and obviously the coastline being such a dominant a part of the colonial settlement and migration along the coastline. I wasn't going to attempt to kind of speak too authoritatively on that subject, yeah. but this I think maybe triggers some thinking about how maybe I don't necessarily understand it, and I'm trying to like, and I'm confused by this tray. Yeah, so we're kind of culturally fragmented and... Yeah. Um, and um, it's literally swimming in harbour water in, in this case. Yeah, but, so our, our view, our historical view of the landscape is quite cracked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's these distorted perspectives of this coastline that I've been filming that I've then placed on top of this tray in floating in Wellington harbour water. Maybe we can walk around to the, another work at the end, which seems more personal. You could talk to us a little bit. You're gonna, we're going to hear it probably a little bit more on the speaker now. So yeah, this uh, I I start writing like a text to begin with, a text about people I've spoken to, things that I've learned, kind of ways to pronounce things. Like the this art center is called Toiponaki, and I had trouble saying it. Yeah. And so it's about my I guess gradual assimilation into the into the. I don't know, I guess, a way of life here and way, you know, people speak. And also I talk about the work I've been making and so it's kind of self-reflexive. It talks about, I, I kind of made these models of the site that I filmed and the, some of... Yes, so we've got a series of models These topographic here. models, yeah, there's, they're in the film as well. Everything basically I could think of about the project and what I've been doing is in this 10 minute video. And I like this, so in a sense that the, the research project has been kind of in a, in a way explained through an, in an installational kind of way which yeah. I really like and I like its kind of honesty and uh, yeah, openness. We've got a, an opening here to a, uh, looks like a myth, a Ruamoko uh, inside the belly of Papatuanuku why is that there? Yeah well I the whole project is obviously pivoted on this idea of earthquakes and how earthquakes have Change the landscape, the coast, like this coastline, you know, in natural ways, opposed to land reclamation being human made. And so I wanted to look at different understandings of right. ge- geological understandings and maybe not so scientific. Yeah, so the Maori view cultural, as yeah. much as the scientific. Yeah, so Ranroko is yeah. the earthquake deity. I said, oh, how do I find out about it? And then advice to not go with the, the official Pakeha historical translations of myths, Maori myths, but look at poetry or like look at the kids section and, and <laughs> that's obviously got a lot more much more interesting and creative ways of describing like telling these stories. Yeah. And this poem is really cool. It's very, you know, short but it talks about the change of Mother Earth Ramoko, you know, is making that happen, and and Ramoko is referenced a lot, you know, in the media, like when Christchurch earthquake was happening, because Ramoko's done this, you know. Yeah, let's wander back here into uh, yeah. the, the main work. You've got a sound component here as well in the work. How's that come together? What's the process there? Yeah, I've heard my friend Mark play, and he's a musician, and I heard these kind of sounds that he was making, kind of almost like rock sounds and like geological 
landscape, like it has a geological feeling to it. And I think it works really well with this landscape. It does echo what it was like to be there almost. It's kind of, I wanted to emphasize the kind of spatiality. Well, I love that this, this project is about a space that is so close to us in some ways, but yet so far away from yeah. us. It's, it is quite a hard space to come to. Yeah. And I guess New Zealand's a little bit like that. And this, I, I do love that you've done, with part of your residency, a project that is so about your experience here and about here. It seems quite brave. What do you think in terms of when you, you leave New Zealand, this kind of project has done for your practice? Has it changed in a way yeah, how you work? It's such a privilege to be able to go on a residency and have that time, like concentrated amount of time to develop a body of work and that's really what I've done here. I've like taken on, like a, it was kind of stressful and I had this challenge to like create a, a new body of work and exhibit it halfway through my residency. <laughs> but I think it's paid off and I've explored new mediums. I now make sculptural uh, objects and I wasn't really doing any of that before. Wow, and, wow, yeah. And it's surprised me what the work I've made here and I kind of think I, yeah, would like to continue traveling to different parts of the world and studying other geological sites and, yeah, maybe how, how yeah, we negotiate landscape, like the coast, uh, coastlines and, yeah. Oh, fantastic, yeah. Josette. Thanks yeah. for joining us on Circuit Cast. And it's, it's been a real pleasure to have a look around the exhibition with you. Um, Circuit Cast was brought to us with the help of Prayer New Zealand with music from Talautalon. Thanks for joining Josette and me on the cast today. Kia ora. Kia ora.